Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Scholarly Communication, this special series on the New Books Network that's about how knowledge gets known. I'm Daniel Shea, host of the series. Today, I'll be talking to Gerd Breuer, head of the Schreibzentrum, the Writing Center, at Freiburg University of Education here in Germany. It arrived in Europe later. Although throughout history, the case has usually been that people and ideas came from Europe and arrived in America, one of the things that came from America and arrived in Europe is the educational practice and the university institute that we shall be speaking about today. I mean, of course, the writing center. The idea of a writing center and then actual writing centers arrived in some places in Europe as early as the late 1980s. And many people active in writing pedagogy in Europe today have done their stint at an American college or university. They learned firsthand. But the current generation of writing consultants and writing researchers in Europe have learned firsthand here. The 2000s, but in some places rather the 2010s, these were the decades of writing center expansion in Europe. And so there are consultants and administrators and researchers who know things no other way. Like I said, it arrived in Europe later, but it's definitely here now. Germany was an early adopter. The first writing center opened in 1993, the Schreiblabor, at the University of Bielefeld. In 1997, a second writing center opened at the Ruhr University Bochum. Then, in 2001, another writing center opened its doors, the Schreibzentrum at Freiburg University of Education, or not to mince my words, Pädagogische Hochschule Freiburg, and it is here that my guest today is the head of the Writing Center, Gerd Breuer. Gerd Breuer is a name in writing studies. It's a name people know. He is a tireless researcher and a just as tireless manager of projects. He has published extensively in German venues, and in English he has published in such high-profile collections as Writing Programs Worldwide, edited by Christopher Tice and Lisa Ganobschik-Williams et al., and also Writing Centers at the Center of Change, edited by Joe Essett and Brian McTague. Gert has spearheaded the International Project for to Facilitate Students' Writing Abilities, for short, PREPARE. He has established a distinguished writing consultancy whose participants have promoted tutoring practices for going on 20 years now, and he has piloted, to great success, a reading and writing development program for the Partner High School of Education at the University of Bielefeld. This is all just to name a few. Gert doesn't get tired. How can he? When he left an associate professorship at Emory University, Georgia in 2004, and committed to changing the role of writing in German schools, now, that's a big commitment, and Germany is a big country, and when you consider that 20 years ago writing centers here were thin on the ground, and when you add to that the widespread notion here in the land of the Dichter and Denker that writers are not taught, they're born, and when you add to all that the fact that anywhere in the world it's hard to get educational institutions to foreground writing, under such circumstances as these, it's clear why Gat Breuer would work as hard as he has worked. What's less clear is how Gerd Poya has managed to be as successful as he has been. His successes 
and his challenges of steering a writing center through inscrutable policies at the university level, at the national level, at the European level, will certainly make part of today's talk, and just as much gets experience in writing development, what it means to people, how it changes people, and how it improves learning and society, these things too will be in our conversation today at Scholarly Communication, this special series on the New Books Network that's about how knowledge gets known. Wherever writing and knowledge connect, there the communication of scholarship is taking place, and there we too at Scholarly Communication have our place. So let's begin today's episode. Gert Poyer and the Freiburg Writing Center. Gert, welcome to Scholarly Communication. Hello, Daniel. Nice uh, um, to hear you, and uh, I'm happy to be in your in your series. Very good. Um, I think what listeners would be quite interested in is hearing a bit of your biography, because you have done a number of very interesting things, and it seems to play also a, a, a role in uh, the work that you've done here in writing development in Germany. So could it could you maybe give us a, a sketch of where it all came from in your life and how you've got to today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad to do this. Um, well, it actually started out uh, quite early in my career. Um, I uh, was about to finish my PhD in literary theory. Um, I wrote a thesis on Bertolt Brecht, the uh, theater person who also um, wrote poetry and short stories, but also lots of uh, theater pieces, and then act, um, and uh, and put them on stage uh, in mostly in Berlin. Um, and I, while I was doing uh, research in the archives of the Bertolt Brecht um, Institute in in, in Berlin. Um, I noticed that uh, Brecht uh, really, really uh, was very d- uh, deep into uh, the writing process. That he, in his um, in his uh, journals, always uh, uh, reflected on his writing process and on, on his thought processes, and uh, he really used writing as a tool for learning, and uh, that intrigued me uh, a, a great deal and um, I, I tried to you know um, further understand his methodology of um, um, how to use writing as a tool uh, for learning and uh, which brought me eventually to uh, the US based uh, writing pedagogy um, and I was in the uh, late 1980s and uh, um, Writing research in the uh, U.S. and also in other uh, English-speaking countries uh, just started to be published uh, widely, and uh, and so I started to read all the material that I, that I could find, and uh, eventually um, applied for a postdoc uh, scholarship at the German Research Society, uh, and that brought me to uh, in the early 90s uh, to the University of Oregon. Um, I was in the Germanic languages uh, department where Elke Liebs um, uh, was the head and and she was quite interested in my uh, research on American writing pedagogy because she herself uh, had tried to set up uh, um, US-based or American uh, Anglo-Saxon writing pedagogy in uh, Germany in the 70s and uh, wasn't 
really successful. No one really paid attention to it. And so she uh, was quite frustrated and left the country, uh, went to the U.S. and had a great um, successful academic career in uh, the U.S., um, but I uh, was able to pick up um, the pieces, so to speak, from her also, and uh, and 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 really enjoyed her um, support at that time uh, for my postdoc, and put up um, uh, a monography um, about writing in the U.S. and in other Anglo-Saxon uh, countries uh, with the title "Warum Schreiben? Why Write?" and uh, and I was about to head back to Germany after the three years of the postdoc. Um, but as Al-Khalibsa already experienced, nobody really was interested in my stuff. And so I would have probably ended up in the, um, well, hunting for a job somewhere, but not at a university, even though, David and uh, Daniel, uh, you just mentioned it um it was the time where um, the first two writing centers uh, got established in, in Germany, but I, I didn't know about it at that time. So I, you know, out of frustration, I decided to stay in the U.S. and uh, applied for at the MLA congr- uh, uh, conference. I applied for positions in the U.S. and uh, Ended, finally ended up at Emory University, um, a real nice school uh, with a great uh, uh, German studies department. And my colleagues there supported me greatly um, to um, uh, uh, continue my research on, on, on writing pedagogy. And they supported me um, in my trips, with my trips uh, uh, many times every year to to Germany and to other German-speaking countries, to um, to 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 deliver whatever I uh, had learned about American writing pedagogy, and so the eventually the the interest uh, grew uh, in Germany. I, as a matter of fact, it grew much quicker in Austria and in Switzerland at that time, and. Uh, I started to help uh, people already at that time uh, to come up with uh, um, um, potential uh, strategies to set up writing centers. Um, but um, eventually I, I got uh, the opportunity to do it myself, uh, to set up a writing center at uh, the University of Education in Freiburg. And that place I found um, especially interesting because it was or it is um, a college that is focused so much uh, mainly uh, on on teacher education. And so I I immediately saw that the the chance to not only change the role of writing in in higher education and at a certain place in, in, in higher education, um, but also, you know, in this transition area between high school and, and college by also setting up uh, writing centers in, in high schools. So um, the, the, the former um, uh, president of the uh, um, University of Education in Freiburg, um, she um, made it possible to, or she 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 found seed money for a visiting professorship for me uh, to come over to Freiburg for two years. And uh, at that time, I set up the writing center. 
first of all, for the students and in the college and their academic writing. But I, at the same time, tried to make them interested, becoming interesting in uh, um, in in becoming interested in, in in other ways of writing, like creative writing, um, in a ways of literary writing, um, journalistic writing, um, writing for cultural purposes, uh, public relations, and so forth. Uh, because I really thought that um, if students uh, really find um, uh, uh, a joy, a deep joy in using the language uh, in writing and setting up pieces of writing for other people to read or to, to listen to, um, that would also encourage them uh, to, again, encourage students in their future uh, professional fields in schools um, to write um, uh, for pleasure and to really enjoy writing, to work in their, on their writing processes uh, and to get over all those uh, hurdles of the writing process we are also much familiar with. Um, so... I really enjoyed those two years in the early uh, 2000, uh, 2001 until 2003. And of course, I went back to Emory because I had a contract. I had nice colleagues and I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be back with my American students. On the other hand, it really tore me apart because um, my heart was already in Germany, in Freiburg, with the uh, Freiburg Writing Center, um, because, of course, two years were way too short to uh, put all the projects that I had in mind into practice. And so after another year at Emory, I asked my colleagues to let me go, and uh, I went off back to, to Freiburg. And that was the beginning of um, now about 20 years of uh, work, at the Freiburg Writing Center, first of all, to extend uh, the the the, the um, opportunities and the and the and the and the support um, for the college students, but then also um, to develop uh, various projects with local and regional schools, and then it didn't uh, take long to. Uh, get the interest of schools from other countries. Uh, I worked with uh, high schools, but also with uh, colleges in Austria and in Switzerland and uh, Luxembourg and in Belgium and Italy. Um, I had great pleasure to, to, to facilitate those uh, institutional, individual and uh, institutional uh, processes um, on the way to setting up writing centers and then also sometimes uh, um, on the way to further facilitate and further develop writing centers. I, I have seen uh, nice successes, but I've seen also um, uh, moments of uh, despair uh, when, you know, after a year of having set up uh, a writing center like one in, at, a, at a college in Switzerland uh, that worked very well. Ten excited and, and enthusiastic colleagues were 
trained and uh, and worked uh, for the writing center there already. And then after a year, after the change of management and the school, the writing center was gone. Uh, so those moments uh, were always rather painful also for me um, to watch those uh, people who put a lot of effort into uh, things such a writing center and uh, and uh, but then ha having to acknowledge that it obviously wasn't the right time for the writing center and then having to maybe start all, all over um, after a few years or many years sometimes so it's a it's a constant up and down in my work and uh, I guess I like that kind of challenges uh, coming up um, all the time. It's a, a amazing uh, biography and I've uh, really got a number of questions that I want to put to it because you're in such a unique position having uh, lived through, you know, the American system and, and, and discovered uh, the, interestingly enough, I didn't know that also through Brecht, <laughs> um, this, you know, the, the writing pedagogy and then to have, you know, gone back and forth across the Atlantic across, between the languages, between the cultures and so on. Um, nonetheless, I want to pick up on that last point that you uh, were talking about, about the the closures, the the failed attempts and some of the projects that went down. You report, for instance, in your uh, recent publication with um, Joe Essid and Brian Mitteig on a project that uh, was accepted on some levels and then wasn't funded on others. And that's a theme that runs throughout um, that particular collection, actually. There's a number of almost horror stories in some cases where people have, you know, had to close their doors or downsize or even have lost their jobs. Uh, it, it seems like when the axe falls, unfortunately, one of the things that's first to go is writing instruction or writing development. I, I wonder if you could give us a feel for how the German education education system and structure uh, also contributes to that sort of a scenario. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's a really deeply rooted uh, problem or challenge um, that sometimes leads to, uh, leads to, the, to those uh, pitfalls and, 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 uh, and that's uh, in the moments when uh, where writing centers or other uh, uh, writing projects uh, would just see um, uh, no no further uh, use for them anymore. Um, and the, one of the main reasons I think I, I can still see um, in this uh, in this notion of writing as a as a gift. Uh, um, it, it maybe all started in the during the time of the Enlightenment and uh, and the time of the strong belief that uh, you know the writer and the artist uh, in general has to be uh, um, kissed by the muse and uh, and only the genius uh, will eventually be the successful writer. I still remember a colleague um, from Freiburg uh, University Freiburg. Uh, University of Education Freiburg um, wrote me an email in my early days uh, at the Freiburg Writing Center um, and it went like this uh, Dear colleague, uh, uh, I'm so glad that you, you're now uh, bringing some uh, writing instruction or that, that you're here in Freiburg but 
but I don't, still don't understand why you bring your writing instruction with you um, because all the students who I know of uh, can write. Uh, and those who can't write have hopefully already leave, left uh, this institution. And so uh, please don't uh, put too much effort into those. Uh, they will leave by themselves um, and or will be left by us uh, with the next uh, uh, written exam. Um, so, I mean, I mean this, uh, this kind of uh, 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 um, position, this kind of uh, um, opinion, um, I think is still um, widely known and widely uh, practiced, you know, some, not, not too often in such a very strong, uh, distinct, uh, direct tone that I heard or had to read in this email, um, but um, under the cover, um, um, I think um, a lot of activities, a lot of structure, institutional structure also in German higher education is still set up for the genius and not for the um, writer who is um, deeply involved in the writing process and would, you know, would want to spend another few hours uh, to further develop his or her own um, writing competence or, or, um, or quality of a certain text. Now, let me give you an example for this. Um, uh, with, uh, during, during Corona times, uh, you know, um, uh, we often had to think about, uh, we often had to think about um, um, formats of, 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 um, exams, uh, since we couldn't, sometimes couldn't and still can't uh, meet directly with the students uh, during exam times. And, uh, and there's always such a, such a struggle to accept, to accept um, um, formats like the portfolio um, that can help, that can help the student to focus on his or her own strengths that can provide extra time to work on the writing process. I mean, on the other hand, you know, there is the written exam where you have, where, you, where students sit down uh, four hours or two hours and have to write a, an essay and then hand it in and that's, that's it. Um, there isn't really much about uh, using the, the advantages of the writing process, including uh, revision. Um, um, so the, the, the German systems uh, still, uh, educa higher education system still seems to have a problem with, you know, acknowledging the student wanting to be involved in the writing process. Oh, yeah, you make you make a very good point in one of your publications, um, just along this lines of the the genius cult, as you were saying, mm -hmm. that then that necessitates that. Teaching of writing ends up being in German classes, and I suppose that's not unusual, but that the way it's taught is what we would call the lower order concerns, or mm -hmm. basically the formal aspects are mm -hmm. foregrounded, and we're and, and, and essentially the teachers are just trying to get it so that the teachers so that the students are just getting it right. Mm -hmm. um, my my daughter, who's sixteen, has gone through the entire German school system here, and. Uh, in a way, I guess she's listened to, to to me too much. I mean, not many parents would say that. <laughs> my my <laughs> children have listened to me too much, but she she might have because she's starting to notice that 
um, German classes for her are becoming tedious because it's all about getting, I mean, in America, we would know about an essay, which has a more open form to it. Whereas in German classes, you have some four or five different forms that need to be, let's say, perfectly fulfilled, and then you'll get a good grade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Could you perhaps uh, comment on also at the high school level what's going on so that people's views of writing are let's say, not so conducive. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is um, another um, trouble area, so to speak, uh, within the German system. And, and, and now um, we're talking about the, the high school system or in, including middle school and, and elementary school. I don't see much difference there. Um, even though uh, writing process is being taken into consideration much more than, let's say, 20 years ago, um, it is often uh, being taken into consideration on a on a on a on a surface level, on a on a rather formal level, so to speak, like a a, a warm up. You know, let's uh, let's do a cluster to get everything started. But then that's the end, almost the end of the writing process, because the next step would already jump very often, would already jump into the into the 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 aimed format, the format that's being aimed to aimed for in a in a certain class or in a certain uh, 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 teaching unit. Let's say, for example, um, a certain. Uh, um, a certain type of essay that you already mentioned uh, uh, a few uh, minutes ago. Uh, so then, then students would try to imitate uh, the given any any given format and really try to meet the expectation of this teacher instead of meeting the uh, the, the 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 desire to communicate through a text to a specific reader. So, so genre, genre-based writing um, is a is a is a big thing still, and uh, and of course it's important to know uh, about genres and to know about uh, the formats of different um, uh, text types. Um, but as we all know uh, from from writing research, um, we have to have this 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 phase of exploring ideas, this phase of Getting into the writing process not just through one single cluster, uh, but maybe through free writing and to other forms of of writing that make me start thinking about a certain topic, exploring the topic for myself, asking myself questions about the topic, asking about myself uh, myself about what do I actually want to find out through the writing process. First of all, for myself, and then for other possible readers and uh, and then eventually coming to a certain format of writing um, uh, reader-based prose um, um, that uh, that takes on a certain certain um, required for by the school required or the the, the college required format um, but then if I if I had this process beforehand I would I would have a much better sense of of the communicative aspect of that particular 
uh, text format. You know, and 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 this is the this is the moment that is so often missing uh, in uh, in elementary, in middle school, and in high school writing. You know, a, a very a very dis, a very popular question um, of uh, of of students in in that in that area of education is. What do you want me to write, and what? How do you want me to write? It's not, you know, it's not uh, this, that the student would have a position of I want to write something um, um, for someone, and therefore, in order to to reach this certain audience, I will take a certain, I will use a certain format um, to make me um, understood and to make me. Um, you know, and, and to help the the, the text comprehension um, on the on the reader's side. Yeah, and you have a lot uh, to say about this in your various publications that uh, relate to high school and also um, to uh, university about making it so that the writing has uh, a real life connection because it naturally increases motivation and it would really just do away with these questions you were just talking about well so what am i supposed to write mm. <laughs> the motivation is already there and there's and there's a purpose behind it um and if you could get and one of the fantastic methods i saw you uh, recommending and also implementing was this idea that the writing be made public yeah. which is just another way of saying that it gets published. And now, of course, with the internet, the means open to us for publishing are just, you know, myriad. There's so many of them. But yeah. the idea that you get it out there is also making that direct connection to the way that it's really done later with research, because what else is our entire academic publishing industry, if not a making public, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did, uh, the power of making it public, making writing public, I really experienced in a project uh, with the Freiburg Writing Center at that time in collaboration with Emory University when we set up an online uh, uh, international newspaper uh, where students wrote uh, on both sides of the Atlantic uh, and not only in Freiburg but also in France and in Switzerland uh, um, articles um, about aspects about topics that they were interested in uh, in in their in their own real life and and it makes it made such a big difference to have those students being uh, uh, motivated by wanting to find something out uh, in the process of writing for themselves and for the readers and having this feeling this developing this this urge to be clear in their language because they wanted to explain or to show, to uh, uh, discuss something um, at stake with uh, with other readers, um, and so when 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 we as a writing center team and at the Freiburg Writing Center, all uh, writing tutors are, as a matter of fact, uh, students and and future. Uh, writing teachers, um, when we uh, worked with those various uh, high school students, uh, basically around the globe, um, we noticed that that big difference, you know, compared to the to, to the to the um, to the much lower motivation, writing motivation in in the normal day to day um, classroom work in in our local schools. Um, so I could, you know. 
and encourage people uh, really to use uh, um, um, as many types of writing as possible, um, no matter what type of writing you eventually want to head into. And, and uh, um, uh, because, you know, journalistic writing, for example, can uh, feed into quite nicely, uh, can feed into uh, uh, school writing or so, so to speak, uh, um, pre-academic writing and uh, journalistic writing can as well uh, support uh, um, academic writers, student writers um, in, in college to explore their various topics uh, on a journalistic level first and then uh, turn it into an academic piece or the other way around. Yeah, it also has the wonderful advantage of people seeing, first off, the flexibility of text. And also, um, in one of your projects, you mentioned, um, I think it was with the high school up in Bielefeld, that you had, say, an experimental protocol from biology, and that was made into then a newspaper report. And then that could also have been turned into a short story. In other words, the content moves through its different forms. Right. And the writer understands, which I think no matter the culture, very many writers don't initially understand that you aren't creating a product, you're engaging in a process. So in other words, many people think, well, I've written three pages. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the sad news to many people out there who are getting started with writing instruction or writing development is that you've got to somehow teach people that, I suppose, um, those three pages are worth something, but they're not worth what you think they are. <laughs> they're not the end of the assignment. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's why it's so nice then to have a um, in 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 this in, in this effort to make uh, uh, writing pieces public uh, to have a, a format that really matters to many people. You know, like a newspaper, an online newspaper. Um, or a portfolio that you wouldn't just use for one class, but maybe throughout your high school or college career. Um, uh, something else that you know would change its uh, text format uh, uh, several times uh, and, and could be used for different uh, types of readers um, with each uh, new incident uh, with each new experience that my that that uh, the text that i have written is worth uh, being read by other readers and and will, and then they will get uh, you will get feedback for it each each time of those uh, the, of this kind of experience um you 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 will be strengthened in your in your writer ego and in your willingness to really delve into uh, uh, revision processes that can sometimes be so painful, as we all know. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the whole setup of, of writing uh, education uh, sometimes uh, need to ch need, needs to change uh, in order to have a different role, in order to create a different role of writing. You know, when I, when I first came to Freiburg, I really thought I could... Uh, uh, I could, uh, I could. Uh, it would be enough to talk about a, a different, another role, uh, uh, an alternative role of writing in education, and then people would understand my argument uh, and would uh, pick up some aspects of it and 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 start changing the role of writing in their, for example, in their way of teaching. They didn't. They listened probably uh, uh, nicely and uh, and. Uh, 
politely, uh, and uh, but they didn't change their practice. And, and, that, and that's one of those things that really, because when you talk about the portfolio, when we go through the fact that um, it seems that so much of a person's learning or even academic success really does hinge on writing in so many ways. I mean, mm. there's the obvious senses of you hand in at the end a sort of thesis or a dissertation, your publishing career decides so much in the way that you advance in academics. There's that side. Okay. But that's the product side. What I'm thinking mm-hmm. is something that you mentioned also earlier, this idea of generating a sort of culture where uh, writing is seen as something that all people engage in creatively and socially. And there you really notice that most students feel insecure at the moment of writing because it's in that moment that they're confronted with their knowledge and their abilities in whatever subject they happen to be in or even just generally at the university. It's it's a moment of ultimate uh, uh, you know exposure, if you like, you know, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And to show that that's how very many people experience it and there are ways through and ways to, you know, sort of win a command over this act is is an enormous thing i would say mm-hmm. yeah and 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 sometimes not um easily being um 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 taken care of by the writer uh, in his or own um self uh, you know as a private act so to speak uh in the uh back in the dungeon uh, where no one can can see me uh, while I'm crying over my over my papers uh, without text uh, and uh, and therefore I think it's so important to have places like a writing center uh, where the people uh, where students really can turn to and uh, and uh, finding uh, someone to talk to in this moment of despair and in this moment of uh, vulnerability, as you said it, and um, and then it comes to sometimes you know very uh, uh, small gestures of of help from our side. You know, very often we we start with a cup of tea, you know, sharing cup, a cup of tea with uh, the students who who come to us uh, because we because we noticed over time that uh, this this moment of arrival at the writing center is uh, already in the midst of a long way um, of for example overcoming the fear to go to the writing center uh, um, sometimes when we when, when when we talk to students well how did you uh, end up going to coming to the writing center then students say well i uh, as a matter of fact i wanted to come already uh, three months ago but i was uh, i i was just hesitant i i didn't know what to expect i i didn't want to be seen to go to the writing center can you imagine um so um we have uh, we 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 created in our new site in our new room, which is a really nice room uh, downstairs. Um, we created um, a niche, and so students. I mean, when when students arrive, we we ask them, "What where do you want to sit? Where should we sit down and 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 talk?" And then students, as a matter of fact, do have now the chance to also choose. 
our so-called green corner. Um, it's a it's a small um, table and two chairs uh, behind <laughs> behind the bushes. Uh, so big uh, big plants we put up in the writing center, and uh, quite a lot of people want to hide behind the bushes. Uh, just, <laughs> just because, uh, yeah, just because they are in a in a very vulnerable place where they didn't want to be, don't want to be seen by others, and uh, they just want to talk to us and and then try to get out of this uh, miserable miserable uh, situation. You talk about in um, some of your publications just this 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 idea that at a in, in most uh, German higher education contexts, we have the writing center or any sort of uh, writing development being, if it's for Germans, seen more as a remedial sort of thing, mm. right? The general idea is you enter into university being able to write, or it's used for uh, the very many non-German students who are here. So perhaps who need also help then with uh, things like spelling or grammar or other sorts of uh, concerns of that sort. And you also make the point that these courses uh, are, in a sense, structurally stigmatized by never really carrying any credit points. So mm. they're seen very much as being pushed off to the periphery and not considered you know, central to a person's studies. So, I mean, all of this clearly is not going to encourage people to run to the writing center. <laughs> mm. And I would say that you know, in America, there's probably going to be at many universities also some people who are hesitant to head in the direction of their writing center. But I think that the culture and the establishment of a writing center is so normal nowadays that they those people would be fewer and fewer. Um, however, you talk also about a change coming. Since the mid-2010s, um, I'll use the German term, the Qualitätspack. Lehre, which is mm -hmm. essentially a reform that was put through by the German government to change the quality of education. Um, I think particularly in the higher education area, mm -hmm. as, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, there came up the idea of um, writing fellows. And there also the idea that writing be more integrated into uh, the different disciplines could do you think that we're actually changing here in Germany the way that writing is entering into uh, into university study? Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. Really, um, is um, it is the. I think my experience is that uh, within the disciplines, um, um, the role of writing has changed uh, quite a bit um, until the two thousand and tens, probably. Just by uh, uh, the, the the quantity of writing, um, you know, more and more um, uh, lecturers and professors would uh, um, require uh, shorter pieces of writing uh, throughout the semesters, and then uh, maybe a longer piece at the end. Uh, sometimes, well, under um, uh, exam situations, which is probably not the the, the best situation to write uh, uh, well, um, but sometimes also based on portfolios and other formats. Um, uh, nevertheless, until the 2010s, until, b before the writing fellows programs uh, started in, in quite a number of schools uh, in Germany, um, those uh, writing assignments were still focused very much on, on form. Mm. 
and formats. And, uh, and especially uh, without much uh, uh, process facilitation. So the, 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 the professor would, um, along with his or her syllabus um, um, semester program, would, uh, would uh, provide the student with the final, so to speak, with the final uh, written ex- exam or, the, or with the final written um, uh, requirement. And then the students would be on their own um, because uh, in, in that part, I understand completely from the, from the teacher's side, um, the, the, the instructors wouldn't have the time to deal with uh, uh, draft feedback and, and, and all sorts of things uh, in between, you know, with, uh, during the process of writing. Um, since we very often see quite uh, large uh, classes um, in, in German higher education. Um, but with the beginning of the, the, the writing fellows uh, and the writing fellow concept um, um, spearheaded uh, mostly by um, the, the writing center from uh, Frankfurt uh, Oder um, University, the uh, Europa University, Europe University, um, and then spread throughout um, other uh, large uh, universities in Germany. Um, um, writing fellows in, in, um, as, as student um, tutors trained by the writing center would help um, the, the instructors to facilitate writers within the semester uh, during the unfolding of the semester and during their various writing writing processes on those small uh, uh, writing requirements, which then eventually leads would lead to a, to a larger piece. Um, so everything that was uh, being uh, taken care of by the by the student themselves uh, before uh, 2010 uh, was now really. Uh, facilitated uh, quite nicely through those writing fellows. And since those uh, writing fellows were basically writing tutors, they understood, you know, the, the, the principles of the non-directive uh, uh, um, writing um, feedback um, and, and, and other aspects of uh, important aspects of the writing of writing pedagogy. Um, students really have a chance to grow as writers um, also within the disciplines and not just um, fulfill writing tasks or hand them in and, and in order to acquire um, um, uh, credit points. So they are, they are eventually, I mean, I think we have seen this already uh, in our writings on the work in Freiburg as well, um, their their mindset as writers uh, starts to change. I mean that's a that's probably a long term process uh, over several um, generations of writers, college writers, but it 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 seems to leave traces on not only the uh, instructors and not only on uh, the didactics of how to teach and how to instruct in colleges, but also on writers' biographies. Um, on the student level, and hopefully, uh, speaking of the University of Education in Freiburg, that will carry over then uh, into the professional fields of those uh, students when they 
um, start to to um, um, to work as as high school teachers um, in our schools. This idea of uh, the writer's biography is is a, is a common theme throughout much of what you've written, and it is certainly very central to the way any individual writes, but it's also probably one of those red flags for the people deep in their disciplines, the experts, the subject content experts who feel that, oh, okay, well, here we go. We're going to have people writing from their own point of view and they're going to be subjective and they're going to be talking about opinions and not about the facts and so on. Mm -hmm. Clearly, this is a misconstrual at best <laughs> as to what is meant by uh, the biography entering into the writing. Now, anybody who's in composition studies or who's in rhetoric understands what's meant. But do you think you could maybe say, what is it that, what is it that truly is meant when we say that the biography of the writer matters? But also, how might somebody approaching a discipline, let's say in the natural sciences with an idea of a writing program could package this so that it makes mm. sense to them. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, should, I see two different um, areas or two different aspects um, how to approach this um, biographical um, topic um, or, 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 or aspect in writing also in the disciplines. Um, and then... And, and then enable this, you know, to um, or, or use it for for a higher level um, um, scientific writing, a higher level of uh, scientific uh, quality in in the texts. Um, the, the the first area is um, uh, the, the the is uh, what we call within the writing process what we call uh, writer based prose. So that the reader, that the writer really understands and, and gets the chance also from the institution and from the instructor um, to to pay attention to this um, first phase within the writing process, where the writer struggles with him or her own thoughts and ideas and and, and reconnects to what he or she has learned uh, beforehand, uh, maybe even written about beforehand. Um, and uh, and trying always trying to figure out what to explore and how to explore it before he or she starts to think about how to say it to a certain audience within a certain text format. Um, so the that's that's more like a hidden biographical aspect because it's so immediate. You know, it's just. Um, this uh, writer-based prose is focusing on on immediate work with knowledge, um, with creating new knowledge, um, um, becoming aware of growing knowledge. Um, Peter Elbow, uh, an American writing pedagogue that I really admire uh, greatly, he speaks about cooking. Um, you know, cooking your your ideas, uh, cooking your, uh, letting your ideas uh, boil and simmer, and uh, and then maybe uh, you know, taking a zip or trying a, uh, and finding out the taste of it, and hmm, do I like this? Uh, how do I? How else do I want to explore a certain idea? And all this um, seems to be such a um, I mean, on the long term, um, I see this as part of 
biographical work. You work on your biography as a learner. And, uh, and learner, uh, well, that includes that phenom- phenomenon is, is lifelong and includes uh, all of us. Including uh, Daniel and Gerd, uh, and uh, <laughs> so we we you know with every single new new uh, writing requirement, I get a learning chance. But of course, the institution or whoever comes up with the learning uh, the the writing inqu- uh, uh, requirement would also have to provide the framework to make this learning happen. And, and uh, and and I think uh, and and that's that's what really is lacking still in in within the disciplines. And we need uh, um, to we need to um, facilitate this by um, by unpacking uh, complex writing um, tasks into smaller tasks. Uh, um, uh, Vygotsky's uh, uh, term from, uh, or Piaget used it too, uh, the, the, from scaffolding uh, is, is, I think it's a very useful term also to make uh, um, teachers understand that very often writing tasks by, by themselves are so complex that they need to be taken apart into smaller pieces, into smaller uh, writing tasks, or or tasks um, about whatever um, activity related to whatever activity, um, as a next step, as next steps towards uh, a, a written text. So that's that's the that's the one biographical um, area that I see, uh, and the other one is my um, own biography as a writer in terms of what uh, text types have I written so far, what uh, writing forms or what writing formats have I used and and, and experienced, Um, and which transitions from one to the the other have I experienced and and with what uh, um, uh, profit or which what how much uh, gained I did I gain uh, from those uh, transitions? Um, I mentioned earlier. I mentioned the uh, the the, um, the journalistic writing for for newspapers or, or online uh, uh, formats. Um, and uh, I think I think if you if you uh, if you encourage if you if you, your students if you give your students a chance to use those kind of online formats. Um, and with the social media, you know, those formats are um, uh, numberless now nowadays. Um, you give them a chance to to uh, to explore their voice, uh, to ex- to explore their ideas, to explore certain certain potential audiences um, before they eventually turn uh, to to the academic writing and to the academic text. And uh, um, we, we we noticed with uh, you know writing fellows uh, work, uh, we noticed that students really um, um, profit from information um, uh, included in the writing tasks that go like that remind them um, on their um, writer's biography, like um, um, when you write. On a uh, when 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 you now go ahead and uh, and write a certain piece, 
of writing. Remember uh, your writing experience uh, from uh, two years ago, let's say, in the seminar um, from uh, my colleague or from my own uh, seminar. Um, and, uh, and maybe you want to pick up this old piece of writing of yours and see how you used um, maybe your, your, your language to, to further discuss uh, a certain academic uh, uh, topic. And then uh, f coming from there, try to, try to adapt this now to the next, uh, to the next uh, writing requirement or, or current writing requirement, which is clearly more difficult now. But as a base, as a starting point, use your old pieces of writing in order to get to the next level of, of your writing skills. So this type of uh, writing biography in terms of, you know, text types, uh, writing forms, uh, um, that's as important as the one um, that relates more to the, to the inner part of the writing process. And both sides um, are not very uh, well known by, by instructors in the, in the disciplines. And I completely understand why, because, I mean, they have or they had a different, um, a different um, um, biography as writers when they went through their, their, their school uh, and college education. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean it couldn't change uh, in their Therefore, we really need uh, writing fellows uh, in order to, 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 to help those instructors to also f further develop as writing experts in their disciplines. Yeah, so the, the writing fellow really is this uh, point of interaction between the writing center or the writing professionals at a university and then uh, the disciplines themselves. And I see that as um, it's certainly happening throughout uh, in the writing in the disciplines uh, programs throughout America and, and that, it's, that it's spreading here in Germany is certainly very good news. And I think it's really interesting to hear you say that the biography comes up even in the form, as in, as you were saying, so to you know, sort of readapt a piece that you'd written earlier. I'm also thinking, because I spend so much of my time teaching people in the natural sciences, I'm also thinking of in a research article when, um, in actual publications, when it says, you know, so what is the novel contribution of your study? Now, the average scientist is going to hear study, but before that is the word your. <laughs> so in other words, we've got this biography that's involved, even if we don't have, let's say, well, we do even have that. When we get to the discussion part of a research article, we have interpretation. And um, it's almost like we need to remind scientists of what they're doing anyway and to do it even better, to operationalize what it is that they're trying to achieve and use their own personal resources to achieve it better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and for that, I think it's so important that students get better in monitoring their writing process and in monitoring their handling of writing. You know, and that's why uh, that why I'm so eager when it comes uh, uh, to uh, to portfolio as a as a genre for uh, reflective practice, um, because and that's probably another. A very very weak point in German um, writing um, culture. Um, uh, reflecting about your own way of writing, uh, and not just the quality of the product, but at the quality of the unfolding of the writing processes, is not 
well established, if if at all. Um, so I, you know, I, I I I try my best at the University of Education uh, to get this. Uh, uh, re- reflection about writing and and throughout the college career uh, going and established um, in form of portfolios, but it's it's, it's that's a really hard uh, piece of work, um, and I'm still not there. Um, but you know, um, I started with Bertolt Brecht um, and his uh, journals. Um, he did exactly this. He pondered about how he got to this one poem. But as a matter of fact, he was in the process already of writing his next drama, his next theater piece. But he was pondering about how he got to this one certain poem. Because this one certain poem poem brought him in terms of a certain metaphor or in terms of a of a of a of a figure in terms of a, an, an an idea um uh, brought him to write or to start writing uh, that um, new uh, theater piece and by reflecting how he got there he found so much more Work and so much more, uh, many more ideas in how to process the, these ideas in his work, um, uh, so so that he got enriched, so to speak, by his reflective practice uh, done in writing in his in his journals. Yeah, I mean, and reflective. So I, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. No. I was going to say that reflective practice is creative practice. And, um, and there was just a wonderful uh, series done uh, by the Nature Podcast about artists and um, art uh, cooperating with scientists in the lab and to, to spark this bit of uh, creativity that even the most uh, you know rigorous of scientific thinking always needs. And it can happen in the writing, just as you're saying. I mean, uh, we can all do what Brecht was doing. We may not obviously come up with the wonderful literature he came up with, but we can certainly come up with what it is that we want to do. Yeah. Uh, one one other point I certainly wanted to uh, turn to uh, is um, you talk about places of learning. Um, and for instance, the high school up by Bielefeld, you talked about using a room that was comfortable and known and familiar so that people would also have those associations with it and be then more willing to engage in a process of writing that is certainly much more engaging, if I might say, than you know the typical filling in the form sort of writing that many people are used to at school. So this is certainly a widespread uh, practice and an idea in, in, in writing studies that, you know, places matter. Um, the design of uh, writing centers and where they're located, for instance, in the Essid uh, um, McTague uh, collection, this was an entire section. Um, where do you put the writing center? Um, what I'm driving at now, though, is the virtual room, because we've all gone online and a lot of colleagues of mine have talked about the move to online being actually quite fruitful and effective in the area of writing um, instruction or writing development. And I wonder what your opinions are on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very interesting um, question. Um, thanks for it, Daniel, um, because that's, uh, it's actually a new challenge that comes out of this uh, pandemic. 
um, and makes us uh, sort of wonder about the future of writings and the work, and uh, at least in Freiburg. Um, uh, when uh, what we have seen over the past uh, year uh, since the pandemic started is uh, is um, a strengthening of our online um, self-learning um, introduction to academic writing. It's a boring um, online course that we put together um, many years ago, ago uh, just as an addition to whatever we do in workshops and in one-on-one -on -one, uh, tutoring. And um, we now changed it, and hopefully it, it won't be as boring anymore. Um, but um, we completely overlooked the potential of it um, several years ago. Um, but when when I see students turning now more to this piece of uh, the curriculum, I can clearly see their 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 biography as learners, as curriculum based, as we all most of all are. Um, so by by setting up a piece of the curriculum. Um, in, in the format of this uh, self-learning online uh, course, we, we can still get the attention and even more than we ever had um, from the students. Um, but we won't get the attention for our physical room anymore. Um, even though we had um, you know, several weeks of uh, uh, reopening the, uh, the, the campus, uh, just a few people showed up in the writing center. And um, I, I'm pretty sure if, if I would ask students uh, who just um, started college uh, a year ago, where do, you, uh, do you know where the writing center is? They don't. Um, and hopefully this will change uh, when, we, when we get a chance to open the writing center and the campus again. But um, even then, I think people's attention will be will remain more on, you know, our handheld mobile devices and they might stumble, you know, or, or, or pass by the writing center, the physical writing center, and not even uh, uh, noticing it. Um, but they might at the same moment, you know, while looking at their, at their cell phones, they might notice uh, the online um, um, writing course that we set up. Um, I don't care, you know, either way, uh, we get in contact with the student and, and, and that's all what counts. Um, but still, um, I'm, 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 I'm really curious to see what this will uh, do with um, our overall writing culture. Um, because, as I said, you know, um, the physical place I've seen being used as a, as a refuge very, very often. Um, by student writers. Um, I don't know if, um, if the online one-on-one um, -on -one tutoring uh, through the, the, the video channel can be as much a refuge uh, as uh, the physical writing center is. At least we won't be able to drink a cup of tea together. I mean, we can drink the cup of tea, but not share the cup of tea. Uh, so uh, won't be yeah. from the same pot, let's say. <laughs> yeah, won't be from the same pot. Uh, yeah, it's 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 it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. Um, but 
I mean, clearly we have to be become stronger in our uh, digital digital support, and um, you know, bringing it, uh, taking it from this uh, area of the curriculum. Um, also in, in, in the area of extracurricular activities. And I, I, I see a great chance for this um, uh, when we uh, re-jump our, our um, international student newspaper again in a, in a few months, um, because uh, that could be then also, or, the, or will be um, um, digital writing, writing online, but it will be outside of the academe or outside of academic writing, but still leading and having the potential to lead to better academic writing. Mm, yeah, I, it would be remiss of me if I didn't put this question to you. I, I, I'm <laughs> certainly quite interested to, to hear your opinion here because you've been so embedded in the American culture and in English and have moved over to Germany and have done wonderful things here in the German language and in German culture. How do you see all of these views on writing that we've been talking about, be they American or German, and also the the, the background of the writing research that, that that we've been talking about, how do you see it playing out in the two languages? Um, you mentioned, just to give you an idea of how I'm thinking here, you mentioned Peter Elbow, for example, and his and his uh, you know wonderful metaphor there of cooking and the visualness and the you know the tactileness almost of it, so that you can really get it. And um I've gone through uh, higher education here in Germany, and I've I've run into a lot of, let's say, heavy German academic texts. <laughs> uh, and this is no disparagement because I have tremendous respect for uh, the scholarship um, that I've encountered in my time uh, studying here in Germany. But there's clearly a different culture of writing, isn't it? And I, I would be I would be interested to hear what you have to say between how the writer in English uh, in academia expresses him or herself and likewise in, in German. Hmm. Well, um, uh, it's uh, too complex to be, uh, to be answered fully in, uh, in a few sentences, I think. Uh, and, I mean, cl but clearly I can see in, in English, uh, in academic text being written in English, I can see m more narrative uh, quality and uh, narrative quality always speaks to the reader uh, much better and much more efficient than than the more um, um, uh, self-explaining and uh, or no, I would I shouldn't say self-explaining more the more the more uh, uh, well, sort of uh, text quality that speaks that 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 just seems to circle around itself and being being so um, busy with him or her own um, um, argument uh, that the reader is sort of the the, the uh, a discussion or, or a dialogue with the reader is uh, almost missing um, and uh, as we've seen or as we see it in in, in academic texts uh, in in German uh, so many times um, and I don't think this will change much. Um, um, it's just the way people think and people write in different um, academic cultures. I think this is uh, this is good, and uh, people should uh, leave it as it is. Uh, but um, to 
to uh, for as, as, at least for for German writers to um, to use uh, narrative ways of of processing information uh, within the writing process, getting there so to speak to to whatever quality that is specific quality that is uh, when we look at uh, German academic prose uh, that could be. Um, uh, something very important and and useful for German writers. Uh, uh, so so in in other words, uh, let's not try to to turn uh, writers in Germany or uh, writers of German into um, people who 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 can who can handle the the the, the, the narrative quality of academic um, English. Uh, texts, but have them rather have them learn the tools how to create narration in your in your head in your in your writer based prose, so that the narration will help you to figure out you know what you learn and what you want to uh, uh, talk to uh, when you write uh, for a certain audience, and then sometimes here and there, and I've noticed that with. Uh, um, especially with PhD uh, um, writers who come to the writing center with their uh, manuscripts, uh, sometimes you can see certain aspects of this kind of more in in narration uh, rooted writing. Um, people start to you know embrace or to to um, to uh, call upon the, the the his or her audience and. Uh, and uh, uh, instructors or or, or um, PhD advisors there in Germany now um, all also allow quote unquote allow uh, the the first person to be used in in, in um, academic writing and all this is certainly um, in some sense uh, in some ways a change in German academic writing, but it won't change, uh, at least I've in, in my pers- from my perspective, it won't change the core um, of German academic prose. And I think that's good. <laughs> we don't have yeah, to have, yeah. we don't have to have, uh, you know, um, um, the sort of, uh, um, well, shared way of writing uh, uh, throughout the globe. Um, it's nice to have those uh, cultural differences also being seen and, and heard and read in, in, in the academic texts. I, I fully agree. In fact, it was a fantastic experience for me too. And I think it sharpened my English prose to see uh, you know, the precision with which uh, German academic writing can work forward. And I think it's somewhat linguistic as well because of the way nouns are formed in German, um, but this is a huge topic, clearly, <laughs> and uh, one one I think we'd have to probably save for another day. Um, uh, Gerd, uh, you've been very generous with your time, thank you. And I do have the one last question uh, that I'd like to put to you, and it is: um, Where do you see the writing center at German colleges or universities in ten years' time? Oh, in ten years' time, uh, I think right now we have about sixty or seventy writing centers in Germany. In ten years' time, we will about have about six hundred 
of writing centers, 600 of those writing centers uh, in the in uh, higher education system in Germany, and uh, probably, hopefully more in the other uh, German-speaking countries. I think the story of writing centers in German um, in the German academic landscape um, is uh, has started and uh, taken on full speed, and uh, nobody and nothing can stop uh, that story to further unfold in the future. Well, thank you very much. That is Gerd Poyer, head of the Schreibzentrum, the Writing Center at Freiburg University of Education. I'm Daniel Shea, and this is goodbye from me to Gerd. Tschüss. Tschüss, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. And this is goodbye to all of you. Tschüss und bis bald on scholarly communication.